Let's do it. Let's, <clears throat> you, 930. You wanna, wait, hold on a second. You want to clear your throat one more time? <laughs> can I just, can I, my morning routine will just be hashtag phlegm. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. Just <laughs> bleh, bleh. Okay, it's Tuesday, the day after Monday, which was the day after Sunday. Wait, what happened on Sunday? Well, you know, uh, nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. Uh, hey, first off, before we get to Sunday, you want to do the, the, the Alan? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right. <laughs> the battle of the monster trucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alan. I, from what I understand, what, it's Alan Bellward's birthday today. Yeah. So, you know, we, we give Alan a lot of crap, and I just thought that it's his birthday. Happy so, birthday, Alan. Happy birthday, Alan. All right. Hope Everyone you're doing else, something fun. Wait, let's just wait. Hold on one second. Everyone say happy birthday, Alan, to the podcast, and then, right. like, it'll be this, right? One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, Alan. There you go. Yeah. Like, thousands of people just wish you a happy birthday, right. Alan. <laughs> right. And he's 40 years old. Oh, no way. Alan's now old. Alan, welcome to the club. Happy yeah. 40th birthday, yeah. Alan. Uh, we'd also like to say thank you to... What's Adam's last name? Binslev. I think it's Bin, Binslev. A yeah. uh, Adam, I'm sorry. I'm probably going to butcher that. But uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the iPad Pro first impressions. This thing, like I was telling Bill before the show, this thing's better than a TechCrunch thing. It's, well. better than, it's better than The Verge. He makes videos. What do you expect from the guy? Right. It's really good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, head over to the group. Uh, and the shortcut is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash O-T-P group. Or you can just check the show notes of, of this very podcast. Yep. Absolutely. And, and go over there. But it's fantastic. Really good. Thank you, Adam, for doing that. I will right, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I, I hope you got the pencil. I, apparently, they're now shipping. Oh, they are shipping. People, yeah, a lot of people have received now shipping notices on the pencil. So I am very curious to see what Adam thinks of that. Um, could be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, so how was Sunday? Oh, man, Sunday. Oh, thank you so much to you guys that, that showed up, guys and girls. Uh I, I I was I was very overwhelmed. I got I got a little. Oh my god! You got teary again. I, I did. I did. <laughs> it was overwhelming. What do you want from me? Uh, yeah, well, it was what, nice. What was the final count? Twenty something. Twenty. 20 yeah, I don't. Know. Some people showed up after the the photo, but there's a terrific group photo up on the uh, on the group as well. Yep. Um, it, it was just so cool, so cool to meet everybody and and you know walk through and and saw Penn and then kind of split. I, I did like the splitting up and the going and the shooting and then coming back at uh, what was that place called Hill Hill Country Hill Country Barbecue. Man, that was some good barbecue. Good too. stuff. Yeesh. Yeah, that Dangerous. was tasty brisket right there. Dangerous. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I like I like when I was just like anybody here a vegetarian? Right. <laughs> Yeah. If you are, try this the cornbread. Place for you, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, a, and then and then uh, a, a handful of us went out to the Lincoln Memorial that night, which was fantastic because I I had never seen the monuments at night. Oh, they're they're better at night than they are in the daytime. Completely different experience. Very dramatic. You walk up the stairs yeah. and you, you get to that the the one you know flight of stairs where you finally see. Mr. Lincoln and oh my gosh, really, really, really beautiful. Yeah, they so, did it right. 
Yeah, good stuff. In 1920, whatever they built that. Right. Uh, uh, Michael Hendrickson put up some photos, a bunch of photos. Oh, up on the group. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw on the group. Uh, I look awful. You look awful? I don't. Yikes. You never like the way you look. I don't. Awful. But, you know, it looks like we're having fun. What? So Who is this guy, like, lighting fires on something? See this picture Hendrickson put up? It's like some yeah, guy. Yeah, I love that shot. What the hell is he doing? Working on? Is he like lighting propane for fun or something? I, is it? Is it at uh, Hill is Country? Is that a Molotov cocktail? No, 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 no. The one outside. Like some guy's working on his car and like lighting oh, some blowtorch oh, 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 or something. I don't know about something. that. I, I love the one <clears throat> oh, inside. Yeah, the guys were stoking the flames or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so with that giant lens. I know. He, he actually yeah. was taking pictures of people in Maryland at the time. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, so, so, yeah, everyone, so thank we, you, everyone. We're gonna have to do a we're gonna have to do a New York one soon. Uh, New York, yeah. Um, maybe a Boston one. Maybe a Toronto one. Toronto would be great. Oh, yes, uh, Johnny. Tor- Did you see that email? Yeah, Did yeah. That- I wrote him back. I, I, maybe okay, I just yeah. I said I said we will let you know when we're planning it because it'd be good to have boots on the ground. So yeah, maybe we'll try a Toronto one. In the Johnny, spring. thank you for that email. That <laughs> was. Very generous and kind, and and uh, I appreciate that very much. So thank you for sending that. Would love to. I I was in Toronto in two thousand two. Were we in Toronto in two thousand two for? Uh, I was judging a multimedia competition. Ah, I was on the like on the the jury of this of this awards thing. Called, it was called the Emma Awards, and they're I think they have since disbanded. But uh, uh, I was asked to come up to Toronto. I was, you know. Doing my thing at Universal and was so that went, fun? Oh, it was great! It's a beautiful town. Yep, very clean. Love the subway. Love. Yeah. It, it, wait, wait. A, what time of year was it? That oh, you were there. Hmm, probably around this time of year, November. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it's a working city, so you you get the you know skyscraper, then yep. park, then a couple yeah. houses, and I, I love the layout of it. And yeah, the Canadian. people were fantastic. Uh, we went to the what is that? The C, CN Tower. Yep, the CN Tower. CN Tower? Yeah, went up Which there. Which now has glass. Dinner. Did it have glass floors when you were there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, those glass floors freaked me out. There's glass floors in the Eiffel Tower now, too, and that freaked me out. Like, you're up you're up on the, you know, second or third level, and then like, all of a sudden you look, and it's just glass straight down. It's like, that just is, ugh. That yeah. gives me the willies. Uh, the Paris thing. I mean, what are you going to say about that? Oh, well, it's crazy. In fact, I, you know, I was saying to some people on Sunday, like I, a lot of those places where things happened, I walked by those. I was at a pizza right. place across the street from one of those restaurants. Like I, I was right there two weeks ago. It's just, it's crazy. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it was, it's awful. Uh, thank you, Hugh, by the way, for, for suggesting that we take a moment and, and just, you know, have a little moment of silence for them. Thank you for that. Yeah. Bad news. And the guys that are that are doing what are you what are you trying to achieve? They're children. I mean, I what mean, are you what are you they're, doing? They're really? adolescent boys. What are you doing? Angry. Yeah. Uh, good political show we're having today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, go listen to uh, John Oliver's response to it from uh, last week tonight on HBO. It's, yep, that was actually pretty good. Pretty funny. Uh, who wrote in this idea? Uh, the, 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 one of the topics for today, who was who it that wrote in the, the question for us? You know what? It may have been Lauren. Okay. I didn't see it. In, was it an email? 
I don't remember. It, right. It's either a t- an email or a tweet, but I think it may have been <laughs> Lauren Shin or it might have been Tanya. Oh, so it was definitely it was definitely of the of the one of our female listeners. I don't know that. Okay, all right. Uh, I think that's what it was. The question was something along the lines of what does uh, does talking so much? You and I talking so much slow slow you down, slow us down. And I'm assuming that means output, maybe. Yeah, like are we spending so much time talking that we're actually losing time to work? I would say no. I would say if anything, it helps me because I'm trying to. I mean, talking to people is what I want to do. Right, right, right. So, I mean, the 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 the, the photographs and and you know the painting and and the writing. Well, the writing's part of the talking, but but the 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 more visual aspects of my creative life are more for me at the moment than anything else. Right. Okay. So the the talking. I mean, this is kind of where I live. You know. Right. Um, and and it's 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 funny since since coming here, um, I've met so many people that I want to talk to more, and it's it's sort of like the more I'm putting myself out there, the more opportunities pop up. Yeah, but to, the talking to, to people out on the street is different than what she's isn't. It wasn't the it wasn't the 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 argument more that just like talking about doing versus doing. Right. No, I'm not talking about okay. just talking to people on the street. I mean, okay. you know, I uh, we were, was in Alexandria on Saturday. Um, my stepmom and and her husband Michael came in. Linda, hi Linda. I don't think she listens, but you know, hi mom. Just in case, yeah. Uh, she and Michael came in. They they did this whole Eastern Seaboard trip. And they did Connecticut, and uh, Michael's got uh, family in New York and New Jersey, and then they they drove down and we went to Alexandria. And uh, happened to walk by this little gallery called Principal Gallery, right on like one of the main. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the street, but anyway, one of the main streets in Alexandria. And inside, uh, there was a solo show by a, a guy called Jeremy Mann, who I have followed Jeremy for a couple of years now. I love his work, okay. and he was there doing an in-store painting demo. Uh, spent a few minutes talking to him, told him kind of, you know, who I was, what I was doing and ended up making contact for, you know, uh, uh, an upcoming conversation to have with him. So yeah. and, and these kinds of things are happening more and more. And not that they couldn't have happened where I was, but they couldn't have happened where I was. Well, there are more people around you now. Right. I mean, I would have had to have gone, you know, into L.A. or, or you know into you know down to san diego or whatever it's just different here so i i don't i and i talk to you a a lot more about these things sure so if anything i think uh i think it helps me also i've i've seen you more in the past you know two months than i have in the past three years right well that makes sense you're just kind of cool four hours away yeah right right. um how about you uh, i think that i think that there are there are times when Talking about the topics that we talk about on this show and spending two hours. I mean, look, I like spending the two hours and, and doing the show all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But there are times when, like, I, I – yeah, I could be working instead of talking about these things, you know? that I, I don't think that I require quite as much um, uh, talk gas as you do. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. to, 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 to do my stuff, you know? Um, I enjoy getting inspired. I enjoy talking about these topics, but these topics don't generally inspire or uninspire me. They're sort of, it's sort of like a meta conversation, but they're not directly related to what I do every day. You know what I mean? So you don't, you don't come away from like maybe some, some things that we talk about on the show, whether it's uh, something that a listener's working through or, or something that one of us is, is working through or, or a news story that we happen that doesn't have you go, Hmm, you know what? I'm going to pick up my camera and I'm going to work through this visually somehow. Not typically. No. I mean, I, I think about the, it's not, I don't mean to sound like really, uh, uh, dry and like, like non-empathetic, but, but it's, it's not that at all. It's like, it's just that those two things are somewhat unrelated for me or, or rather I'm having that conversation in my head all the time anyway. Uh, whether you and I talk about it or whether we hear from listeners and talk about it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm still having that conversation and fighting that battle all the time, whether or not we're talking about it and just talking about it, make it better every once in a while it does. But a lot of times it, it feels like I just spent more time talking about it and, and it's sort of, and then I kind of wonder and beat myself up a little bit like, well, instead of spending all that time thinking about that, you could have actually been making something and that probably would have gotten you out of it faster than thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do, like putting the pen to paper. You in a, it might've gotten you in a different place. Oh, sure. I mean, this, like, this is, you know, one of those, uh, you know, should you have dated that girl in high school? Well, if you right. didn't date that girl in high school, you wouldn't have gotten like, of course. Yes. Right. You know, to, you could go to some infinite complexity chaos theory thing and say, sure, absolutely. Um, but, 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 but so, so if, if you're on the side of absolutely talking about these things makes me a better artist, uh, I would say talking about these things is interesting to me, but doesn't necessarily affect my work directly. Hmm. Okay. Um, who, uh, who was it that, that had the book? Uh, Gunders? Gunders? How do you pronounce uh, it? Yes. Yes, I do believe it was. Uh, yeah. Which was really cool, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, just... A, a quick aside, and things like this have been happening, and I like this. So, so, so uh, a listener who was at the meetup, uh, is, is it Gunders? I do believe it is, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, brought a book that he uh, made along with, I think it's the University of Virginia, I want to say. I'm, I'm not done reading it yet. Anyway, so at 16, uh, quick story, at 16, he's photographing this area – in Virginia that, that, that has since been leveled. Yeah. It's it was uh, a, like a poor, predominantly black neighborhood that they were going to level as a community improvement kind of thing. Right. Like, and these photographs are fantastic. I yeah, mean, they great. are, they are really good. Kind of akin to, uh, oh gosh, thematically almost like a, like a Robert Frank Americans type of a thing. Right. Yep. Is yeah. that fair? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it turns out <clears throat> at least, to 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 our knowledge so far, he's got the only photographs of this area from that time that we've seen. And he was, you know, 16 at the time. Yeah. And and they've put together this book and and, you know, talking to him about this project was wildly inspiring and wildly fascinating. And I I mean, you know me, I get fuel from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that that fuel is going to. I don't know how I will expend it other than to 
expand my reach and try and talk to more people to learn about more of these kinds of stories. So I think what what you were saying is is absolutely true. It's it these types of conversations, whether it's with you or with with some of the listeners or with people on the street, tend to affect me more directly than they would you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, for example, the same, I had same conversations or yes. similar conversations with the same guy. Yeah. The, the part that I found fascinating, not only that he found this, these photographs from when he was 16 and that he's publishing them now, that part is great. Yeah. What I found fascinating was that he used aerial photography to figure out of, of the area because they were like uh, pictures shot from planes of the area right, before right. they leveled it. He used those photographs in order to figure out where each photograph was taken. Like, oh, Wasn't there's the front of that building, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, Wasn't so that great? I was as fascinated by the sort of, oh, wow, that's a really neat idea. You know, that, but that, does, that, that but he that did that. Doesn't that doesn't necessarily make me... translate into I'm going to go do Project X for you. No. That's okay. just sort okay. of like, wow, good for him. That's a really cool project. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't get in, I don't get a direct, yeah, a, a direct push from that to like, oh, I need to do something similar like that. No, it doesn't really work like that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, it's interesting. Does it slow, you know, the idea that it slows you down. I mean, you and I have had that conversation before too, which is sometimes both of us, uh, uh, at our, at our worst as it were. <laughs> at, at our most uh, neuro- neurotic, um, we'll, so we'll, earlier today, yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll procrastinate. We'll, we'll use talk procrastination. Sure, right. And so, in that way, I mean, you could even argue that it, that there are times probably when you you could be doing something, but but you're going to gather a few more facts and let's oh, let's, and let's pull this apart a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, I, I am right? I am nothing if not an incredible creative litigator. I can I can argue myself into or out of starting and stopping a project like nobody's business. Right. And 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 that's the kind of the, and I guess that's my question is that isn't that what she's talking about? Maybe. You know, if you didn't have in this example me to talk to for 2 hours a week, would you and you were sitting there alone and you didn't have the internet to talk to somebody else, would you be making something rather than talking about it? Hmm. That's See what a I'm good saying? Question. Maybe. I mean, I would probably, yeah. I mean, mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. You know. I, I would probably do more uh, sort of disembodied research yeah. <clears throat> rather than direct research, direct I, conversation. The interesting thing is that, I, I and I don't know if you feel the same way about it, but I feel often like this show is itself a creation. So I get a similar, I get a, the high that I get from making pictures, I so, I often get from doing this show just because it's not just you and I sitting here talking on the phone. It's you and I sitting here and thousands of people listening, right? Like there is a, there's a record of what we're doing right now. We're making a conversation and we're recording it and we're putting it up somewhere so other people can see it. We're, we're making a photograph, right? A, a audio photograph as it were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways, like if, if, when when you and I talk offline, especially when we get in our like more intense personal kind of conversations, those are great. But and 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 but those are different than this is as far as you know that that feeling of 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 um, I don't know. I feel like there's there's something we stuck in the kiln and we pulled out a pot by the end of an episode. 
you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. When it when it goes well, sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. Exactly. Uh, so uh, other times, uh, you know, the, it just it's comes frustrating. Out, it comes out mush. Right. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know? but that's doing a hundred and what are we at? Hundred and eighty six shows. Right. You know what? And we never even said who we are. We just yeah, kind of went into it. Yeah. See, and this is. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 procrastinated. We we <laughs> so we, uh, uh, for those of you just joining us, what are we? Fifteen minutes in. <laughs> we are um, actually. Let's see. It's one eighty six. Okay, it's one eighty six. <laughs> it's on taking pictures. Uh, Jeffrey Sidoris, Bill Wadman. Sorry about that, gang. But you probably know. I mean, come on, you, you know if you're listening to the show. You know, but you know. But, so, but you see what I'm saying, right? Um, yeah. So I, I get I get a buzz just from doing the show as a creative thing in itself. Like this is one of the creative things I do each week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does, do you do you look at it as not? I look at this as much as output as it is input for me. Okay, but it, and and it and you're okay with it not leading to something else because it's it's its own mason jar kind of a thing. Yeah, and it's fun okay. to have these conversations, but like th- these conversations for for me personally. Um, are, they're 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 interesting and the topics are things that I talk about and think about all the time but but they don't they're too amorphous to be practical as far as like getting me to actually press the button hmm. you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. reasons why I press the button are not because of these conversations in my head or 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 if they are I generally get frustrated when I press the button because I haven't done enough other thinking or other planning or have another idea that's sort of a larger concept. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, and none, so. of, none of this is to put down the show or the conversations we have. It's just like how it affects me is not a direct connection to the sure, work. Sure, it's more indirect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it changes me, but it doesn't change my work specifically. Um, but, but so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I, you know, I would, I would like to maybe put that to the group uh, a, a lot of conversation goes on in the comments. There's some great discussion. Uh, there are there are interesting um, constructive criticisms back and forth, uh, and I think it's it's where the group is is in in some ways unique to other forums, spe- specifically photography forums, which so often just sort of break down into i don't know very polarized discussions or, yeah. or whatever but i think the comment discussions in our uh, in in our group are very similar to the conversations yeah. we have yeah yeah so so which is to, how it should be really yeah so to you guys what 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 has what has the group or what has maybe not even this group but what has what has commenting or 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 giving or receiving feedback done for your work has has it changed course? Has it changed direction? Has it changed the quality? Has it changed the quantity? Does it change your output? Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. When you get uh, feedback, positive or constructive negative feedback, right? Yep. Yep. Like Obvi- an email or something? Yeah, sure. Obviously, not every single comment that somebody says is necessarily something you should act upon because they may be wrong. You know what I mean? They must have an opinion different than yours, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you take criticism uh, and 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 use it to your advantage, and of course filter out some of the noise or the or the humbug, as it were? Um, 
how do you choose what to listen to, what not to listen to without whitewashing the whole thing and just sort of saying all the people who disagree with me are wrong? See what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Well, okay. First of all, I I beat the shit out of myself way more than any of you ever could. Yes. I I, 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 I beat myself up constantly and I always have and I don't know why, but I do. Um, the things that I tend to, uh, if they're, if you mean if they're negative, yeah. If somebody says, you know, I really like, I don't know, one your process driven thing, but I don't know, you ask too many questions or whatever the whatever yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I try to I try to sort of leverage it against how much time I tend to spend working through it, thinking about it already. And okay. if it's and if it's some if it's something that I haven't noticed, I I or or haven't started processing yeah. or started working through, I don't give it as much weight typically. Okay, so if uh, if, I, if it's not something you've noticed, it's less. But if they hit upon something that in the back of your mind has had a seed already, then that breeds yeah. More and, and even if it's in the back of my head, if 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 somebody says something about it, or if you know if it gets brought up. That shoots it all the way to the front, and then I go, "Oh, ooh, okay. Now what? Yeah. Now what? But both of you could be wrong. We could, you know. And and I and and when it comes to the amount of time I spent, you know, punching on myself, I'm usually wrong. You know, right? I, I, which, look, look at all that wasted energy. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's changing. You know, it really is. It really is changing. I I feel. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place lately, you know. Okay. Uh, and I but think it wasn't. Part, but it wasn't two weeks ago that you you had a few bad days. Yeah, I had a few bad days, but I haven't had as many since I've been here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think I've, in fact, I think I've had two that I just was like, you know, yeah. so. And it was a series of events that that just little things that built one atop the other that yeah. just had me sink. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of of laying the groundwork for for what comes next and moving the needle and and i i feel challenged here in ways that i haven't felt challenged in a long time you know when you were living in um california yep and we would have conversations about why i live in new york for example yep um you 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 often were kind of like well it doesn't matter where you are like, do you think that it, 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 are you, are you buying more into the idea that your surroundings do affect you more than you thought or, or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I think there are opportunities yeah. that are, that are unique to certain types of places. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- there is an energy to a city, any city, yep. not necessarily this city. Does this city have an energy that's different than New York? Sure. Different sure. than Chicago? Sure. Different yep. than Portland? Sure. But each of those cities also have their own energies and quirks and characteristics that yeah. you can feed off of. Yep. What I, what I have noticed is that I... Hmm... I feel like I've got I feel like I've been phoning it in for a long long time. Uh like uh, wait, s- since before you got here. Oh saying. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since before we started the show, since, I mean, if I'm being really honest, I've probably been phoning it in since 2007. And what do you mean by that? Uh, I, th- I think I just became less and less enamored with the, the, the process of the type of, of things that I was making, the process of the creativity that I was uh, that I found myself in the 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 design work and web work. I mean, the web started to change 2006, 2007, where sure. you know the rise of personal blogs and, and we've talked about this. People mm-hmm. aren't paying five, ten thousand dollars for an interstitial anymore, like they were. Um, so that that really kind of started the, the 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 transition or the transformation. And then when my mom died in 2009, forget it. I'm done. I just. You know, I, I did the least amount. The, I, I did as little as possible to get by and I didn't challenge myself. I didn't I didn't uh, push to to go in one direction or another. I just sort of bobbed along. Yeah. You know, and over the past couple of years, there's been a realization that that the problem with me is me, you know? Well, okay, but but at the time when you were doing the first couple of years of Faded and Blurred or yep. the eBooks or those, things, I was like, very excited about that because right. so the did possibility you, of that. I mean, I I put a ton of time into that. Right at the time, did you think you were phoning it into those things? Um, no. Oddly enough, do you think that now when you look back? Or are those sort of like little jump, like little blips of of of? Of uh, of satisfaction, they are they are little blips of satisfaction to be sure. W- what I didn't do, and if I had it to do over again, which I suppose I do, uh, I would have I would have made faded and blurred more of a collaborative proposition. I would have made it more collaborative from start to finish, like community or more people writing. Both, yes, okay. on both. Uh, th- this insistence that I had to be somehow a, or, or for some reason um, more of a singular voice. Um, I, I was trying to find my way. I was trying to find a voice and, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work the way I wanted it to. Or, and I, and the odd thing is that, that from the beginning of that, I wanted it to be a collaborative space. I just don't have the entrepreneurial tool set or didn't, maybe still don't, to make that happen. So I did what I knew. I did I did what I could do. And it and it went to a to a certain level and it was fine and 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 then even even that bubble burst. So, you know, it, it, it would be interesting <clears throat> to see a little mind game experiment here. Yeah, sure. It would be, if 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 you did if you had taken faded and blurred and opened it up to more people. Yeah. And more community and, and yeah. let go of it. Mm-hmm. You have you have both uh, very strict standards for yourself and very strict standards for other people. I wonder how you would have dealt with it becoming something that wasn't your singular vision. Well, or if you would have been so frustrated by that, that you would have been like, you stupid people, what the hell are you doing? You yeah, know? I mean, look, uh, it, you know, the, the possibility is we may find out. All right. Know, yeah. uh, th- I, I I do think that that there is a place for 
I, I still think there's a place for that us? type of. Oh. That's right. There's a place <laughs> for us. <laughs> Uh, I, I do think there's a place for that. And, and you know, I've been noodling on building something that's more collaborative, that's something more like um, uh, a little creative collective that has multiple voices and, and that has multiple points of view. And, and John Wilkening, John, when you were down here, thank you again. Talking through this with, with John was really helpful because he, he's kind of, yes, a listener – but also an outside perspective. And it's different than, than say you and I talking about it because we're, we're in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, we talked about uh, finding a balance between contributing to something, but being one of many voices and just letting go of the reins a little bit and seeing where it goes. And I, and I would love the opportunity to do that. And, and, you know, so, so that might, that might be something that, that, that surfaces in the next couple three months um because i do think there's value in it i do think that that i think i think what what we were talking about is is very similar to what you and i talk about on the show i just can't be the only one talking about it nor do i want to be right yeah you know i, just, I want I, your I, point think, of view i think you have you have you're 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 you have a bit of a like a two-faced personality where you you want the the community and the input and all the rest of it, but you also sort of want a dictatorship of 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 voice at times. You know what I mean? So it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, it's a benevolent dictatorship to be sure, <laughs> but uh, I yeah. just I just it'll be interesting to see which one of those. Now, and I understand that that you uh, the, the the goal is to sort of let go of trying to over being overcritical of everything and all the time and, there, and there understanding is. And that, that and, and that's we all I have think, a perspective right yeah i yeah. think that's the next chapter look there's a there's a you know uh, gosh what's the there's one of the theories in 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 and i'm gonna butcher this but one of the theories in 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 christianity has kind of god as the clockmaker where where god sets up the rules and 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 defines kind of the parameters, winds the clock, and just says, "Okay, go. Whatever yeah. happens, happens." I've I've given you the playground to play in. What you do in it, that's up to you. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I I would love to to you know maybe establish kind of a direction and an ethos uh, around something, and then just go, "Okay, go. Let's let's yeah. let's see what develops here. Let's see what yeah. what happens in this little this little experiment." I'd love that, including it doing nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because look, I took I took my shot. I took my shot on this idea and it went to, you know, wherever it went to. So let's let's, you know, uh, let's take my let's let go of the reins a little. I don't want to take my my vision out of it, but let's let's pull back a little bit and let let somebody else drive for a while and see where it goes that would be the uh, that would be the interesting uh social experiment with you (laughs) right (laughs) to see what happened there and and you know and i also wonder um i think that your intentions you called called me two-faced i can't believe you called me two-faced you know what i mean you're offended by that no, I'm just kidding with you. Okay. Uh, did, wait, Harvey Dent. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, wait, am I offended? I have to flip a coin. Hold on. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the, um, uh, your, your, I think your intentions are good. I wonder in the modern world of the internet, mm-hmm. if having the intentions to create a community 
is ever enough or if it just requires money and brute force nowadays in order to get something like that to happen. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, if, I, if you, if you need investors and it has to be part of BuzzFeed and a network, yeah. and a bu- you know what I mean? It depends on what the goal is. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I would love it to be, you know, I I don't want ads everywhere. I don't want yeah. all this yeah. kind of, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. But at the same time, you were you always seem sort of disappointed that Faded and Blurred wasn't 5 million views a month. Sure, sure. But, the, the, yeah. And Why the wasn't side- it good enough that it was what it was? Uh, I think in the end it was. I think in in hindsight, it was good enough. Hmm. Looking back, it was good enough, right? Yeah. For yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. looking back, it was probably as good as it could have been. Um, so now it's time to 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 turn the kaleidoscope a little bit and let's get let's let's see what it can do. And maybe yeah. it's not faded blurred. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's some other thing. But I really do kind of like the name. I don't know why. I just always <laughs> always liked it. Um, so anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let, let me know. Yeah. Podcast it on taking pictures. If you if you have ideas, if you want to be involved, Jesus, shoot me an email. Uh, sorry, we took a right hand turn there. I just, yeah, we I did. Was, I was just <laughs> thinking about. I just you know, you were just talking about the uh, the idea of criticism is just a strange one to me. Um, you know who you listen to and who you don't listen to. Because if you listen to everybody, then you're not listening to yourself. Uh, yeah, and I I tend not to. L- listen to myself as often as I probably should, or I tend to listen to the wrong things I say to myself. I don't know. Do you think you're swayed too much externally? Uh, What do you mean? Like, you you know, you you have certain thoughts in your head and they're bopping about and you sit down and you have a a conversation with me or you have a conversation with Matheson or you have a conversation with Fielding or you have a conversation with whoever. And whatever the last conversation in your head is, is sort of the right one. You know what I mean? Huh. Like whatever the that's most recent interesting... thing. <sighs> I don't know. See what I'm saying? That's in... Yeah, that's in... that would be an interesting thing to track. I have noticed that with you where like, you know, you and I'll have a conversation and you'll like come to some sort of conclusion. And then a mm-hmm. week later, you'll talk to somebody else about similar stuff and you'll come to a completely different conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you'll flip back and forth or whatever. And I was just I, wondering I... if it's sort of the like a. <laughs> Are you Dory from uh, Finding Nemo? <laughs> I think I might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're making a new one of those, you know, a Finding Nemo two. Yeah, I'm not like into Dory it. is something or other. Hey, uh, somebody sent. Oh gosh, who? What is it that sent us the thing? They called me Jefferson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you like that, that or don't like that? Okay, so here's here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. Just uh, this is another goofy aside, but it, it just struck me. Uh, my grandfather. Until I was probably, well, my grandfather, pretty much my whole life, always called me Jefferson. Okay. And I don't know why, but it was always, he, hey, Jefferson. And then my father started calling me that until I was maybe, I don't know, eight or nine. Uh, so it just kind of, it just struck me funny that, that this- I do believe it was uh, Johnny in Toronto. It was, that's right. It was Johnny in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Said, you know, forever, you know, henceforth, I will, I will only refer to you as Jefferson. So yeah. uh, Johnny, go on with your bad self. I, I, I I've, haven't heard it for a long time, but it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. All right, Jefferson. Right. It's <coughs> <laughs> uh, so good. It's funny. Uh, uh, hey, what do you want to talk about? I think we should uh, probably talk about our sponsor, although I would- Need to Linda, over. Linda, 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 Linda. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I do like that. Uh, I like when you sing the Linda, Linda song. Hey, Linda. 
<laughs> Don't take it bad. <laughs> teach Don't me teach me. <laughs> teach me a sad song. <laughs> That's so wrong. Right. Oh, uh, I ha- you know what? I still what? Ha- Oh, I should have learned that uh that, you know. Which one? Was it the Lin? Oh no, it was for for Squarespace, the the Barry Gibb thing. Oh well, that that'll be next week. So you yeah, can, you, yeah, we can learn that for next week. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Lynda.com. It's an online learning. <laughs> it's an online learning platform. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> With over three thousand on demand video. How many courses do they have now? It's not three thousand. Can you go look it up while I'm looking? Um, the on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash O-T-P for on-taking pictures. And uh, you will you will become a problem solver. You will become one of the curious, the people who want to make things happen by using lynda.com. If you want to master Excel, Excel or learn how to use Lightroom or figure out color theory or composition or how to code PHP or let's say you want to learn what's the new Apple language Swift Swift uh to, to 4069 by there you the go way. 4069 what number am I thinking video courses 4069 <laughs> 69 dude that's right <laughs> I actually I was thinking about that the other day for some reason that exact you know, line I, 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 well, so we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. I hope they do another one. Keanu is on board. Yeah, He's, there's been talk. Oh, it would be so great. Um, if you want to boost your Photoshop skills or want to learn Swift so you can create that next app that blows away, I don't know, Camera Plus or whatever everybody else is using. I was uh, doing uh, InDesign tutorials the other day. And how'd it go? It's great. I mean, because I, I haven't messed with InDesign in a while. Yeah. and You've been out designing this whole time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was, you know, I was looking at master pages and trying to figure out how to get consistent elements that you can that you can also change on a on a per page basis, and it was it's fantastic. So I'm doing this whole this whole series on InDesign. It's great. Excellent. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, so go watch the InDesign courses that Jeffrey's uh, watching, or all of the fantastic landscape photographies and night landscape photographies, and and learning how to shoot black and white digital the best way you can, and mixing different colors and black and white and all the rest of it. This is like this is fantastic stuff. These are master classes and all the things you need to learn. Uh, so go check out uh, Linda with your membership. You can watch and learn from top experts who really actually like teaching, unlike half of the 15-year-old kids with a 720p Windows machine uh, in their mom's basement. <laughs> Recording do- on a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Uh, here I am hand-holding my camera, taking pictures of my screen. And well, what you do is first you start Photoshop. And it's like Photoshop 4 because the kids stole it from the internet. Um, <laughs> stole it from the internet. <laughs> you know. Uh, you can stream thousands of video courses on demand. You can learn at your own schedule and at your own pace. You could go in, watch from start to finish if you're one of those completionist kind of people. Or go consume a bite-sized piece if you're trying to figure out how to right-align things in, in in design while keeping most of it left-aligned. Like a menu like I'm working on right now. You could go in there and figure out how to do that. Uh, you can browse each course transcript to follow along or search for an answer, jump straight to that point in the video. You can take notes, you can make playlists, you can uh, download tutorials and watch them on your go on your iOS and your Android device. It's fantastic. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about your hobby, or you're Jeffrey, I want you to visit lynda.com slash OTP and sign up for your free 10-day trial. I'm saying you use lynda.com is what I'm saying. I do. I do, and I like it. Thank you very much for Linda for uh, supporting our show. Um, 
Man, this 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 uh this painting demo was insane. Which oh the one you saw? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Jeremy. I put the I, link he, in the shows. Guy paints with with a a, a palette knife and a brayer. And, uh, and has the same kind of three step, regardless of whether he's doing whether he's doing uh, uh, cityscapes or portraits, same three steps. And and geez, it was cool watching him. Uh, what is he using? Brayer? What are brayer knives? Uh, uh, no, a palette knife and a brayer. A brayer, a brayer? is uh, uh, the, uh, just a, a rubber roller. Wait, how like big the, of a pa- palette knife? Uh, I don't know. Pretty big, five six inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, so yeah, how, big, wait, how big are the canvases? Uh, thirty six, forty eight, maybe. Oh, so pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. Somebody bought the canvas that he was working on. They bought it right there. How much? How much they charge? Uh, I think it was twenty eight thousand. Wow. Yeah. Uh someday I'll sell paintings for twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Beautiful work, though. I mean, just fantastic work anyway you know what a guy like that i wonder if you gave him completely different tools how different the thing he would make would be you know it, it was interesting talking to him a bit because the painting the the final piece is the byproduct of getting there he values much more the choices that he had to make to get there than the the sum total of those choices okay which was I mean- fascinating Right, but that's value to him, not value to whoever's buying it, right? Uh, sure. I mean, look, how do you establish that, though? How do you establish I guess, that? I guess my point is that if you look, took away his knives and gave him brushes, I wonder if his stuff would look the same or if it would look different is my point. It would probably look different. Yeah. Uh, there was another guy there that paints with oils uh, and uses a cement trowel to paint. Oh, wow. And everything, it's this very sort of... Uh, energetic sort of impasto technique. I mean, some in some areas the paint is you know an inch, three quarters of an inch off the canvas. That it, it she just slams the paint down and 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 really kind of cuts into it. He does these beautiful landscapes. I can't remember his name, but fascinating work uh, and, I, and and really wonderful stuff. I think of Jeremy's work. I think I like the cityscapes the best. They they I think they uh, they feel different than some of the other cityscapes by by you know that i've seen they yeah. feel um more sort of impressionistic and and dreamy yeah they're lovely they they're, they're a little salt lighter kind of yeah yeah it's very cool uh so he's yeah he 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 he's a good guy uh yeah i put a link in the show notes so So, people could check that out um all right so while i was over in uh paris i went out to versailles right and there were versailles and there were these large uh scale sculptures uh by uh, an artist named anish kapoor right these these like big giant mirrors and then there was like a uh, 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 he, he stuck a some sort of turbine underneath a pond so it became just this whirlpool that just kept like sucking down into the middle um, huh. all this like really beautiful strange odd stuff one of the pieces one of the I think there were five or six pieces that were there uh, was this large sort of trumpet looking thing uh, which has been dubbed by the press as the queen's vagina <laughs> for you know unknown why, reasons why do they have to harsh the queen like that i know exactly um and uh, apparently some local people uh were very very upset by this guy 
getting to put this stuff here. Uh, he is British, he is Indian, and his mother is Jewish. I don't know if that specifically has something to do with it, but I think so because there was all kinds of anti-Semitic uh, uh, spray paint okay, well, all over it. Who, who approved putting it there? Uh, this was all... Oh, the, you mean the work in the first place? Yeah, it wasn't oh, yeah, like yeah, this guerrilla no, installation. No, 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 no. This yeah, is yeah. like a thing that he was asked to do by Versailles, right? So this was like a big, very sanctioned kind of thing. Okay. Uh, the thing is, is that the gardens of Versailles are so huge that like people can break in at night. And I think parts of them actually open all the time hmm. uh, for people to like run through and stuff. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody who lives over there. But it's not like it's, you know, they lock the gates and then no one could ever get in. Like people can get over, scale the walls and that kind of stuff. Um, so guys came in in the middle of the night and spray painted all this, you know, uh, Jesus is the, what he says, Christ is King in Versailles, the second rape of a nation by deviant Jew activism, like this kind of like, you know, BS, right? So, so they came in and they cleaned it up. They removed it and the guys got in again and did it again. And Anish Kapoor decided, you know what? This is what happened to it from being here. I'm going to leave that as part of the artwork, like leave the graffiti. It's now part of the art, right? Which is kind of an interesting thing for like you and I topic of discussion anyway. You know, like somebody comes and messes with your thing. Now that is part of the thing, which is kind of interesting, right? So he decides to leave it there and some local politician sues and has a court send him a court order that he has to cover it up because leaving the text there is inciting hatred even though he didn't write the stuff right he but left it there it to make a statement on, why is it incumbent on him to clean it up exactly why right? isn't it incumbent on the museum or well the i mean city or? him or him or or versailles but i mean it's his artwork that's there right, right so right. and he said you know what we cleaned it up once i'm not cleaning it up again like we're going to leave it there if people are going to be jerks about it essentially but you didn't know? he put he put gold leaf over part right. of it though he was sued and forced to cover it up and his de- his his decision was to have people go and basically put gold leaf over most of the letters, so you could still see that there was spray paint underneath, but you can't read it anymore. Hmm. My question is, what do you think? I don't. I mean, it's you know, it's weird, right? It's it's strange that uh, that he would be held responsible for acts of vandalism. Yeah. And it, the funny thing is, is that, you know, it's like, in my mind, by leaving it on there so people can see the crazy hate speech, that's not inciting hatred. That's showing how much p- certain people are jerks about, you know, whatever it is they're angry about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's sort of like turning turning the, 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 the flashlight around in some way. Um, and we didn't know about any of this stuff until we went and saw it. And like, we're like looking at them we're like, why are there all these fences and what's the gold leaf? And we looked it up. I looked it up on my phone and it turned out it was like all this crazy stuff. And it's just, it's interesting that one thing we assume a lot of times in America is, is, is the whole free speech thing, which doesn't, doesn't exist in the same way in a lot of other places, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, including this. And anyway, so I, I, there's a bunch of articles about it in, in, in newspapers. I'm going to put some links in the show notes. So if anybody's interested in reading a little more about it, uh, feel free. I think his story and his work is really great. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, more interested in the construction of the thing. It, 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 it almost looks very... Uh, um, um, it's like the, uh, the Sarah, of Richard, Sa- Richard Sarah-esque. Yeah, and it goes, it goes like a long, deep tunnel down into it. 
Can you walk into it? I Are think at one point to? you were able to, but then they basically cordoned it off, and now it's got. And what what is it? It's all like it. Corten steel or something. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But huh. there were there were like four. There are five different like installations, including some like these sort of convex and concave mirrors in different places that you know you see yourself and you see Versailles or you see the gardens or whatever. Um, it was it was really uh, very cool. Uh, I, I love all this stuff. Whenever I see like big art installations like this, I'm like, where does this start? Does he go to Versailles and say, "I'm this famous guy for whatever reason"? I want to put a big installation at Versailles or does Versailles come to him or is there some sort of political connection? Like it, it feels like this can't come out of nowhere, you hmm. know, like there has to be some prime mover who's got a lot of agency, whether it's him being some famous guy or the guy who is the president of the museum at Versailles is really, I, I wouldn't imagine work. it would be a singular decision. Would it, wouldn't it be a committee type thing? Well, at I'm this, sure at eventually this level, could it be yeah. a singular decision of, but you Hey, gotta we're going to do this. Well, I think probably it's sort of a, Hey, would you be interested in doing this? Let's talk about it. And then it goes to a committee, but I'm mm-hmm. saying that that initial push must come from somewhere, you know, uh, I, I, like it's one of those things. It's like I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he he met the conservator of of the Versailles Museum at a conference and they talked for a while and that's where it happened. Or his wife knows some other person's wife who you know what I'm saying like some weird personal connection. Uh, it's very odd. Anyway, I'll put the links in the show notes. I just think it's crazy that uh, he's trying to make a point of all that stuff and a point of the jerkiness of 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 the of the spray painters and he himself is getting blamed for it essentially you know it's hmm. crazy yeah uh, it's kind of it's kind of wild i would love to see the the iterative process by which he he arrived at this sculpture you know well, I'm are, sure are there are there a... i'm sure there are drawings but are there are there maquettes are there you know scale models do you go direct to metal do you build it in paper or wood first well what does uh what does um what did Richard Serra do? He he builds small I models. No idea. And has I other know people very, buy very them, little I about him. Yeah, I I mean I think that there are, um, yeah. Here I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll also put a link to the site on their uh, on the Vers- the Chateau de Versailles website. I'll put a link to show notes in that. Okay. Uh, what else we got? You got your filmmaker HQ site. IQ man. IQ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I came across this other than I, I've, I've been wanting to learn more about video and and the, the, the process of, of not only shooting, but color correcting, uh, telling stories with video and, and, and filmmaking. And I came across this site, Filmmaker IQ. And it's fascinating. They have these lessons that you can do. There are quizzes after lessons and some of them just on the homepage, uh, color as an intrinsic filmmaking tool, uh, the mysterious art of slit scan, the essentials of screenplay, screenplay formatting, uh, origins and techniques of film noir, which I actually started reading and is, and is really cool. Um, Mastering the art of the Dolly zoom, that, that sort of, uh, vertigo effect. Yeah. Um, uh, the evolution of digital nonlinear editing. There, there are just some really interesting things there. And I know that, that some of our listeners are, are getting their feet wet to greater or lesser degrees in video. And I thought this might be a, 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 a welcome resource for you guys and girls that are, I had, I had watched, I I had uh, read through the history and techniques of modern chroma key this morning. 
It's interesting, right? Fascinating. I mean, there's stuff. a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, fascinating uh, stuff. Intro to shooting and working with log video. And this is actually, uh, this is a good one. Um, uh, uh, Chris Nichols of the Camera Store, which is a terrific camera store uh, up in Canada, they do a lot of really great behind-the-scenes videos, first-look videos, uh, out-in-the-field shooting videos, uh, and, and they just have a nice way about them. They've got a whole series of, of, of tutorials and things. Yeah, uh, these people put it really well, and they give examples and stuff. Uh, I was just looking at the history and science of color temperature. Yeah, so yeah, give it a look great. if you're if you're into this, uh, you know, going further into video, which I think a lot of us are. Um, sure. And uh, it, it's interesting to to see why certain things matter that maybe you 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 don't think about or that you that you haven't thought about just yet. Yep, absolutely. A filmmakeriq.com. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, permission uh, iteration and the permission to fail on BBC. You want to say anything about this or this? Yeah, there, there, there is okay. There, there's a part in this thing. Um, we're all terrified. Most of us, anyway, are terrified of failure. Uh, and and the, the the fact is, we're all going to. We're all going to continue to. And and it is a necessary part of of pushing through. Would you say that? Yes. Okay, well, I so, think it's a universality, right? It's yeah. So a quick story, and this is from the article in their book Art and Fear. David Bales and Ted Orland uh, tell of a ceramics teacher who announced on opening day of class that he was dividing the students into two groups. Half were told that they would be graded on quantity. On the final day of the term, the teacher said he'd come to class with some scales and weigh the pots they had made. They would get an A for 50 pounds of pots, a B for 40 pounds, and so on. The other half would 50 be 50 pounds of pot? That's, I mean, sorry. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait what school is this? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the other half would be graded on quality. They just had to bring along their one pristine, perfectly designed pot. The, the results were emphatic. The works of highest quality... The most beautiful and creative designs were all produced by the group graded for quantity. Yep. As Bales and Orland put it, quote, it seems that while the quantity group was busy churning out piles of work and learning from their mistakes, the quality group had sat theorizing about perfection and in the end, in the end had little more to show for their efforts than grandiose theories and a pile of clay. Yep. So. Uh, and then it goes on. The, this turns out to be out to be a profound metaphor. The British inventor James Dyson, who I would love to talk to, uh, didn't create the dual cyclone vacuum cleaner in a flash of inspiration. The product now used by millions didn't emerge fully formed in his mind. Instead, he did what the group graded for quantity did. He tried and failed, triggering new insights before trying and failing again. And slowly the design improved. And I love reading things like this because I, I, I myself sometimes, often, uh, uh, angst and, and, and fear fail or f myself into paralysis. And, and reading things like this just reinforces you, you've got to fall down to push through. Yeah. But this is also uh, almost identical to some of the stuff that uh – that Gladwell talked about in the 10,000 hours, which we've disagreed with at times. You well, know, in, in, in outliers. I don't, or, I don't think 10,000 hours alone. And I think I was, I've been clear. I don't think that practice alone 
makes you any better. It's got to be practice revision, practice with purpose, practice with well, intent. Yes of, of, yes, of course. Not just, you know, <laughs> going through the motion is not going to do anything for you. No, but um, I think I don't, I don't think the tent, the intent needs to be entirely conscious all the time. I don't think you need to make something, sit down there, analyze it and 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 figure out where the holes are and then do the next one. I think I strongly think that just doing does get you somewhere. You it, and it doesn't mean that, you know, if you know, if I run 50 meter dashes all the time, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to get that much faster, but I'm still running 50 meter dashes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's it, it's you know it's it's exactly the same. I mean, in in Outliers or whichever one it is, Gladwell talks about the the students, the violin students, right? The ones that they think are going to be concert uh, uh, ones, the ones that they think are going to be soloists, the ones that they think are going to be in orchestras, and the ones they think are going to be teachers. And it correlated almost directly to how much practice time they put in. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's something to it, right? You know, I mean, like I think the the interesting thing is that. There really, there's no way around the work. No, there's not. Yeah. Ultimately, you just got to make lots of stuff. Right. You know, and I think that that's what's most interesting about this kind of stuff. But uh, I will put a link in. Uh, Let's see. Uh, There was an interesting article we don't need to talk about, but I think it would be good for the people who are interested called Perfect and Unrehearsed in the New York Times Magazine uh, last week. Which uh, is all about, I mean, it talks about Cartier-Bresson, the decisive moment and all that kind of stuff. But it, it talks about composition and why certain pictures work and certain pictures don't. And it's not just rule of thirds or golden ratio that there's more improvisation to it. And you can't just trying to structure things in such a way that they fit these patterns uh, is not the best way to go about it. It's sort of building an eye so that those kinds of patterns come naturally. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that they push in different directions that you might not expect. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes where they put up uh, a bunch of different um, examples by, by uh, Maggie Streber and Alex Webb and Carter Bresson uh, of, of things and how composition has changed over time and why it works in certain ways and work doesn't work in other ways. So it's really interesting. Uh, what else? Got anything else? About that? Yeah, uh, well, about anything, I guess. Oh, oh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, my friend Craig put this up and, and linked to me. Craig, uh, uh, graphic uh, yeah, designer Craig? Craig? Yeah. Uh, my friend Craig Ward sent me this uh, yesterday. It's called No Cameras Necessary, Eight Cameraless Photographers. You need to know. It's like one of those annoying lists. But it is pretty interesting. These people are different photographers, and, you know, one of them makes pictures by shining light through colored glass vessels and cut paper. Another one, uh, uses, uh, uh, chem grams using traditional chemical photo- photographic processes, including developer fixer and light sensitive paper, but they're oh, creating yeah, a full light this. and all this kind of weird stuff. I just think that there's some really interesting ideas in here and it's always kind of silly, uh, not silly, but just like seeing the crazy, silly ideas that people come up with to, to, makes work that's completely unlike anything else. This last photographer is great. This uh, Susan Durgis, um, she creates, uh, in the dark of night, she submerges photographic paper and moving bodies of water and uses the moon and a flashlight to create her exposures. So it's like underwater, so you get weird sort of uh, effects of burbling water. But, you know, she's also using just the, the moon to to expose it, which is just crazy looking. Yeah, Pictures are beautiful. Neat. So anyway, I will put a link in the show notes. I think these are pretty And she's good. been gosh, she's had a ton of shows. Look at this. Yeah, I didn't you know, I didn't even go to her website. 
Yikes. I'm sure she has. I mean, that's pretty artsy cool stuff. Artsy cool. I want some artsy cool. Oh, I just, I just, I just jumped to, to, to full. How the hell do they do a full screen jump like that with a button on the site? JavaScript. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird because I have a lot of JavaScript stuff turn off. Apparently not that one. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, tools it was tools was last week, right? Tools, man. Tools. Lots of tools. Lots of tools. Really good stuff. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Again, uh, Hugh had had said at the uh, at the meetup that uh, be kind of fun to 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 figure out a like a gallery show for uh, for some of the work that folks are putting up. I love that idea. Yeah, love that idea. Uh, Okay, so oh, uh, Vincent, I have that very same uh, uh, thermos. It's uh, Zoroichi, I believe, is is the manufacturer. Best thermos I've ever had. What's what's so special about it? Just Okay. I don't know. It's the the design of it is so fantastic, and actually, I have the 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 slim one, but it's the same manufacturer. Uh, it keeps stuff warm all day long. It's it's. I mean, I, I I can make tea in the morning, and by the afternoon, it's still almost too hot to drink. It's really really efficient. Thermoses as an idea as a concept are pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, let's have this silvered vessel inside of another silvered vessel with, like, nothing, with an insulator in between. It's like, wow, that's a good idea. Originally uh, made for rockets, I do believe. Wasn't it the idea of the thermos? I don't know. To keep liquid fuels cold. That's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff. Uh, uh, Garen Mortensen, what a cool setup that is. I want to be a television director and get to play with all that kind of stuff. Um, Freddie. Look at Freddie with his with his shaving kit there. I, I you know, I noticed Freddie putting up the shaving kit. Hey, Freddie, you missed a spot, like right around. <laughs> your- <laughs> See, we talked about giving a squirrel a Brazilian, and Freddie puts up a shaving kit. I know it's coincidence. Like, yeah, I think not. <laughs> Speaking of which, having having the uh, the get together on the East Coast and not having Freddie there was a little weird. It was odd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it was like there was something missing. It's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> there was a disturbance in the force. <laughs> uh, James Partridge, love that setup. Is that a thirty eight hundred or a thirty eight eighty over there on the far side? Hard to tell. Um, Robert Gruber, nice one. Yeah. Uh, tools and dumpsters, John Dilworth. Thank you for that. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I also like Tom uh, Tom in Michigan's picture of the point shoes. Yep. Yep. It's good stuff. Yep. That was uh, that was very on point. All right. So what is uh, what's uh, what's for next week? What do we got? Man, there's some good more good stuff. There's in here. always good stuff in here. Why are I you like the uh, I like the rosary kind of hanging on the on uh, the. Oh yeah, that's uh, a good one. Is it yeah. the, is it a mantle? Is that what that is? Uh, could be or or could be a bed frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh, looks, it's creepy. Dig that shot, uh, the, the vintage kind of 1959 shot from Craig, one of his dad's co-workers at the drill press there. That's nice. Oh, I liked those. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about uh, the, the those guys sitting working on their tools in the drill press and stuff and how different um, things would be today. It's like those tools are almost identical today, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the, another one. Oh, gosh. Bodan Berestiansky. Yeah. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, a photo of my father when he was about 18 to 20 years old, 1938 to 1940, using the tools of his trade. He was a cabinet maker yep. who also had a deep interest in photography, as did his father. Wow. Long line of photographers, Bodan. Uh, I had recently been looking through the large quantity of negatives and prints. 
of his that I now have and I'm finding very fascinating. I am too. If you'd like to keep sharing those, we would love to see them. That's a terrific shot. Uh, love the, uh, the the slight little bit of, of kind of blur at the edges, and it's nice. That's I like nice uh, Rena's uh, still lifes of all these like kitchen utensils and stuff. These are really nice. These black uh, and white ones. Where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Let's yeah, see. there we go. Is there it, we go. They're pretty nice. Have uh, we done still life? We uh, have. I'm sure we? we have, yeah. We could ask. Uh, Martin Rotz. Look at those heels. That's that's really nice. Hey, whatever uh, happened to all your father's woodworking stuff, metalworking stuff? Did you guys sell it? Yes. Okay. All of his metalworking equipment was donated to a school mm. that there was enough. We donated enough stuff that they were able to start a new program. Now, is that stuff like all the tools, that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Is it is it not in use so you can get the stuff cheap or is it past the point where it's not in use and now it's like there's not that much of it around so it's actually more expensive again? You know what I'm saying? Well, the the stuff that, that he was using, I mean, he was using plasma cutters, a CNC table. Um, he was using MIG welders. Um, let's see. We, I think we gave them. It's all pretty common. Yeah, we gave them two like, plasma tur- cutters, like, like old school turning lathes and that kind of stuff. Are those Didn't, things uh, more all expensive? the woodworking stuff was was uh, given away years ago or oh, sold? Okay, okay. Um, yeah. He he had transitioned by by that time. He was doing mostly metalwork, so there were two um, industrial kind of MIG welders. There's an oxyacetylene welder, um, two plasma cutters, uh, one four by eight CNC machine table. Uh, which was that was so fun to use. Yeah, make something in Illustrator, send it out as a DXF, and print it out. Watch it cut. Yeah, it's awesome. Lots of hand tools. I mean, just don't get the scale wrong. Yeah, right. So yeah, there was a ton of stuff that that was enough for this for this school to start a new program. So a lot of kids are are enjoying it. Well, that's a good you know reminder of him too. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Anyway, so some really good stuff. In here, what is this concert? London Jazz Festival. Oh, nice. Okay, so what do you th- what do you think about this one? The the the, the this one morning morning routine. Is that I think okay? it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So morning routine uh, is the new one. What do you what do you go through in the morning? Hmm. What do you go through? You go you well you you go to the gym every morning, don't you? Is your- uh, I don't go in the morning. Oh my god! Can I just say one thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so we were away for our honeymoon for whatever for two weeks, and then we got back and we got really really sick for a week. And so I went the day we got back. I went to the gym just trying to get back into it, and then we got sick as a dog for two weeks. And then last week I went once, and then we were down in DC this weekend, and I went again yesterday trying to get started again. And my whole body aches. You take a few weeks off, and it's like you got to start all over again. It's awful. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get back into the gym, and it's really hard. I don't. They, I, sometimes we go in the morning, we get into thing, but often I'll go during the day. They say whoever they are, yeah, uh, that that once you've sort of established a routine, like running, for you example, gotta mix it up. If you if you take a week off, yeah. you lose 25 percent of your your like. The, the lung capacity that you've built up running it yeah. it, it goes shrinks fast. down that way. yeah so uh, i will I tell you that true, but I think I, that's- my normal f- 2k times are like 820 something like that yesterday at 848 i was 28 seconds off my normal time 
mm-hmm. you know, just from, and it's like, I, I couldn't go much faster. Like I was just like out of juice, you know, stinks. Anyway, got to get back into that. Uh, um, if we haven't mentioned, did we mention this? What's this, that? Here. Uh, did we mention that last week? I don't think we did. Uh, I don't think we did. Dave Lawrence, uh, member of the group, listener of the show. Hi, Dave. Uh, doing a project called Artists in Jackson. Uh, it's a portrait project. 15 artists from Jackson, Michigan, and their creative talents, challenges, and opportunities. It's a book project. Uh, it looks pretty fantastic. So, David, thank you for sending this in. Uh, go check it out. See what you guys think. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a good project too. I was I looked through the book and and and, and it's neat, gave right? Some feedback. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Very. So cool. thank you, thank you for uh, for bringing that to our attention. Uh, all right, photographer a week this week. Uh, what do you got? Which uh, came through Fernando Carvalho de Silva. You got the, you you have a good voice for that. Fernando Carvalho de Silva, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Fernando. Ragnar. Uh, well, go ahead. He's the one who has the straps, right? Yes. Yeah. So go look him up. He makes fantastic leather straps for your camera. They make your camera look even cooler than it already does. Uh, Ragnar Axelson, who is an Icelandic black and white photographer uh, who who makes work that is very, very moody. Um, oh, hugely moody. Uh, beautiful stuff. I mean, yeah, really beautiful stuff. Horses but and... Reinforces that Iceland is not a place I want to be. To be or to visit? To visit. You wouldn't visit Iceland. No desire. See, I have a desire to visit Iceland. Uh, although I'm everyone sure it's I know, wonderful. I'm sure yeah. it's lovely, but it's I do not like the cold at all. Man, you're gonna have fun in a few weeks. I know. Well, it was like 40 out this morning. It was getting cold. It's starting to get cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, obviously a lot of toning going on in these pictures to get them to be this sort of gritty, right? You know, pulling down the blues of the sky and that kind of stuff. Stuff you can easily do nowadays. In the old days, you would just put filters in front of your lens. Uh, but nowadays you could just do uh, digitally, which is pretty cool. But these like fishermen out on the water wear it's nothing so but like good. a sweater. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, they're beautiful. Uh, I also like these guys. Uh, like uh, the one of the horse. Crew. Are you kidding me? Look at number six. <clears throat> Go to uh, gallery. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Photograph number six. One, two, Are you three, kidding four, me? Five. Oh, the horse in the water. Yeah, yeah. With the guy riding yeah. it, who looks he's, like he doesn't have a shirt the, on. Yep. Yeah. You know what? You know what? why, Jeffrey? He's why? a man, and you're not. That's yeah, what well, that's, that's that's what that guy's saying right now. He's riding. Win. He's just like in Icelandic. However you say in in Icelandic, I'm a man, and you're not. Right. That's what he's saying. That's to me. what he's saying. That's right. That's fair enough. Um, so if he's yeah. ever in D.C., I'll buy him a beer. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Uh, I, I also like uh, number nineteen. This old like guy on the on the on the beach, but like the whole the 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 uh, the it's he's down the lower left hand corner beard. Oh yeah, 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 but, yeah. Like the, you know who the okay the horizon uh, is tilted and he's he's there. Yeah, you know who that looks like. Look up the photo of Dan Winter's father. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. You know that one? Yep, 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 yep. On the island, yeah, yeah. Where do we, we? Is that pop up? Up? Oh, yep. There it is. Boom. Looks yeah, it like does kind of right? look like him. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Although that picture of Dan Winters' father always just reminds me of like it kind of looks just like Dan Winters to me. Like I could, he's going to become his father over time. You know. Uh. Well. Yeah. I mean, as we all do, I guess. Uh. And the and the crazy horses. Anyway, Ragnar. This is beautiful work. Axelson. Uh, we give him some serious props because yeah, uh, good suggestion, Fernando. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. This is actually a suggestion I think from last year, but we just got around to using it. And uh, he's not that old. He's you know, um, 
He started taking pictures. He was born in uh, 1958. So what does that make him? Uh, uh, 47? 57, uh, 60, 57. 57, right? Is that right? Mm-mm. Yeah, 57. 1958 would be to 2008 plus right, right, 7. Right, right, right. Okay. 57. Um, but uh, beautiful, beautiful work. So we give yeah. him some serious props. Uh, apparently, there is a book. Uh, he has many books, but this one looks like uh, the books from or the, the photographs from this uh, behind the mountains. Is uh, sounds right up your alley. It's uh, what is that? Is that kroner? Is that is that the currency? Kr. Yeah, kroners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twelve thousand nine hundred kroner, which ends up being so... seventy three thousand dollars in in US. That's right. <laughs> Imagine if it was. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, so wait, what, what 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 would that what would that be? Uh, is that is that Danish, Dutch? What is that? Kron- well, probably Icelandic kroners, right? Kroner to dollar. And how? What do you got? How many? Uh, let's see. I like these the, countries that have have currencies where it's like tens of thousands of is things. It, is it Swedish? Okay, it could be Swedish. Yeah. Oh, Icelandic krona. Okay. There you go. So that's different. Is what? Okay, so $12,997. Okay, $100. Okay. Bucks. But man, does it look like a beautiful book. I'm sure it would be a beautiful book, yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, there you go. Perfect. Ra- Ragnar Axelsson. Uh, has worked as too. an international photojournalist for the past three decades. Highly acclaimed, he's been honored as Icelandic Photographer of the Year on four occasions. His work in Greenland, Iceland, the Faroe Islands, and Siberia has appeared across a range of print media, such as Stern, The New York Times, Le Figaro, Geo, Newsweek, Time, Nat Geo. Wow, Rax has exhibited at art expositions and museums throughout Europe and the U.S. Well yeah. done. Yeah, cool, wow. right? Racks. So we give him some props. That's what they call him. Rax. I know. I think you need a short name. No. 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 Jefferson. No. Yeah. Let's we'll go with that. Jefferson. I don't mind that. Uh, all right. You got anything else before we wrap up here? Uh, no. Uh, podcasted on takingpictures.com. Yep. Uh, you are on the Twitters and the Instagram at Bill Wadman. I am on the same at Jeffrey Sidoris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's let's kick around some ideas uh, for for meetups. Hey, uh, I got an email. Did you get this email? No, you didn't get this email. I don't think. I don't Maybe know. you did. Give me more information. Um, <laughs> I don't know which email it is. So. Pablo Johnson. Yeah. He, we both got that. Okay. Uh, is a chef and a photographer. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. doing this thing called Red Beans Roadshow. Yeah, so you're you're gonna go you're gonna go eat some food. I am gonna try and go to this thing. Uh, I've got uh, I'm supposed to be recording the new Craft and Vision show tomorrow night. Ah, but I'm going to see if Duncan if maybe we can push it until Thursday. I think you so should that, make a point of going because you know I'm sure this guy knows how to cook. I, I I would love to, and he was so kind to to invite uh, invite me to go see this thing. So I, I think I would like to do that if if it's possible. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll give Duncan a call later and, and see if we can figure that out. All right. And uh, in the meantime, uh, send us an email. We already gave all the f- numbers. I missed that. 347-687-9411. 3-4-7. And, uh, and if you have any friends who are interested in photography, make sure you tell them about the show. Absolutely. And Tell uh, them. Hold them down. Make yeah. them listen. 
Until next week, uh, adieu. Yeah, and happy birthday, Alan Bailward. <laughs> happy birthday, we Alan. Could, we could sing to him, but it, it, we have to pay then. Yeah. No, actually, we don't need more, right? They lost They lost the right. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard. Yeah. I so think, it, I is think it in the public happens. domain again? I, I do believe that it is. Uh, well. Go ahead. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Yeah, uh, all of the happy birthday song copyright claims are invalid, a federal judge rules. Wow. So this what about a, the people that had to pay? Do they get their money back? Uh, that's a good question. Probably, probably after at a certain level. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. All Class right. action suit kind of thing. <laughs> We're suing you because we want our money about happy right. birthday back. Damn it. It's all about all the, love in this world and we want right. to share it. <laughs> all those chilies can now stop singing those horrible proprietary birthday songs and just go back to the standard. Yeah, we won't go there. All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks everyone. See you next week. Say what you wanna say I know what you will say We'll leave